Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist and I'd like to welcome you to episode 87, a special supplemental edition to This Week in FCPA. The reason for the supplemental edition is yesterday Jay Rosen attended the SCCE One Day Southern California Compliance Conference. There are a series of one-day events that the SCC puts on literally across the country. They have them here in Texas. They have a couple in California and in other locations. And I thought it would be great if Jay could come on and talk about his experience yesterday. He highlights four uh, speaker events, or rather speaker sessions, including one on compliance and the board of directors, a second on getting ready for GDPR, a third of high-risk FCPA markets and how to respond, and then finally, how training has morphed over the past few years in compliance. It's a fascinating discussion. I hope that it is something that will uh, occur, uh, cause you to consider going to an upcoming one-day SCCE event. This is Tom Fox. This Week in FCPA is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist and today we have a real treat for you which is a supplemental podcast. Yesterday Jay Rosen attended the SCCE one day conference in, was it Orange County? In, in behind the orange curtain and specifically in Irvine, California. In Irvine, California. And so I asked Jay if he could give us sort of a short, down, and dirty summary. For those who have not attended these one-day conferences, they are not only a lot of fun, uh, great opportunities for networking with the compliance professionals in your area, but they really put out some solid, detailed, nuts-and-bolts information. So I asked Jay if he might be able to do a quick podcast today and and hit the highlights on this. He's going to write this up in a more expansive blog post that he'll put up that we'll link to in the show notes I thought it would be a good opportunity to uh, not only talk about what, the power of these uh, SCCE one-day conferences, but also sort of the state of compliance in Southern California. So, Jay, with that long-winded introduction, thank you for taking uh, time on uh, your very busy Saturday to visit with us. Well, you're most welcome, Tom, and thanks for giving me the form to do so. Um, as Tom just said, you know, sometimes these one-day events are maybe even more useful than um, going to a large conference. Uh, there, there was about 50 to 60 folks here from all over um, Southern California, as far down as San Diego and as far north as uh, Los Angeles. And um, I think I've, I've said this in, in the past, but it just uh, amazes me how SCCE is able to do such a good job of being timely with their events. And, these things are usually put together um, as much as a year in advance, and um, I found all the, pa- the uh, panels very relevant, and there were some that especially resonated. Um, one of the ones that really caught my attention was a, a, seminar, was a, a, a panel called Engaging Your Board, and the presenters were Melissa Clinton, who's a senior vice president and general counsel and secretary at the Aerospace Corporation, and Dixie Johnson, who's a partner in L.A. at King & Spalding. And quite often we're talking about now that it's really important to get board buy-in, but they really went through some specific uh, ways to do so. And one of the things they did is – when trying to get a sense of the room, they said, how many of you folks out there who are in ethics and compliance on board your, uh, your board? And 
there may have been uh, a handful of folks who did that. And they've talked about really coming up with a specific training for people who are on the board and, um, you know, especially for new people who join. But if you haven't done this in the past, to really take them through a very comprehensive training, something that you might even do for senior management or that you might do for the whole corporation and really get the executives on the board uh, attuned to culturally what's happening into your company. Uh, they talked about the best way to do uh, notes during board meetings and to, if you can do it in a, in a sense that you can do them uh, where they're uh, privileged, but at the same time, you don't have to have anything uh you know, uh, blacked out from those notes, then they can be publicly shared. And again, it's a sign of the openness and the transparency of the board. So I will go into a few uh, of, of their great tips, but that was one thing that, you know, we talk about the board, but we kind of just leave that out there. And this was a really great panel that was focused right on that. Um, we had an update on the state of DOJ and SEC guidance. And the presenters were Robert Dugdale, who is a partner in Kendall Berlin Kelly, and John McCoy III, who's a deputy deputy general counsel and group chief compliance officer at 21st Century Fox. Um, I, I know John worked at the SEC before, and I'm not sure if um, Bob Dugdale was either at uh, DOJ or SEC. But we had um, a very spirited conversation and. Uh, one of the things we learned was that uh, if you're going to be doing uh, business uh, in the telecom business, that you should uh, heed what happened with Tilia and not um, do any business in Uzbekistan. But uh, besides that, you know, a little quip, they really went in and looked at the current state of what the implications are for compliance, which is happening right now. Uh, another one that I really liked was uh, EU's general data protection regulation. Top line go global policy is the key. And this is something that our colleague Jonathan Armstrong speaks about and is an expert in. And uh, the two presenters here, uh, Megan Duffy was the assistant, is the assistant general counsel of privacy at Intuit. She was actually on her fourth day of the job and she was presenting at this conference. And uh, Dominique Shelton was a partner, is a partner here at Austin and Bird in LA. And, um, you know, if you recall the conversation a couple of years ago when we were talking about the lead up to conflict minerals, uh, there's a lot of similarity in terms of things you need to document and what you need to get through uh, to have in place for uh, GDPR. So I will kind of go through their, their, their tips and points on how to make it. And then uh, we had an update on high risk markets and FCPA. Uh, the presenters there were uh, Brian Michael, who formerly was at 20th Century Fox in Compliance, and he's now um, a partner at King & Spalding in Los Angeles. He was also uh, one of the um, co-chairs of the conference, along with Laura Lacourt, who's an associate senior VP of Compliance at the University of Southern California. So in addition to Brian's panel, um, our friend Tedra Foster from Herbalife was on, and Julie Myers-Wood from Guidepost. And they basically spoke about uh, doing business in China. They took a look at what's happening in terms of updates from Brazil and Mexico. And then they basically just spoke about, you know, what kind of things you want to do uh, 
in terms of best practices for your ethics compliance program. And then the last point that they addressed was adherence to ISO 37001. And we know that's been um, a bit of a a galvanizing subject matter. Some people really like it. Some people don't. Some people are in the middle. Uh, The panel there seemed to take a point of view that – Let's, it's more of a wait and see. And the recommendation was that if you seem to be an engineering company or a company manufacturing that does a lot of ISO processes already, then this might be something that might be good for your organization because you may be more in tune uh, with satisfying ISO standards. And we ended up the day for all those brave souls who were there at 3.30. And uh, Marsha, I'm probably going to butcher her name, but... Ashragi Hames from um, LRN, who we know from presenting a lot. Uh, she started off in telling us that we were brave souls coming to her um, panel because she was the last thing separating us between the bar. But it was um, a real exciting look at the way that training has kind of morphed in the past several years and how not only, um, you know, the content is training uh, of training is getting more and more individualized. And she talked about how you really need to be presenting this information uh, more actively than static, how you need to have smaller bites of training, how you need to get to your employees where they are on the devices they they use, uh, how you might want to appeal to millennials. But uh, the one thing that she talked about that really, um, you know, resonated for me is that there is so much of a new generation in the workforce that um, deals with social media. Uh, If you're a whistleblower and if you're a millennial, you might go online and do that before going through the uh, proper channels within your organization. So she were really, um, I think, invigorated the crowd talking about how to take your training, how to make it more active, how to make it uh, just in time. And this was something that we just spoke about yesterday on our podcasts about how you can take the messaging and bring it to the people who need the message, but also when they need the message, too. So um, I thought on the whole, it was a real great day. And um, I believe we're going to have one of these coming to San Francisco in May. So I'll probably plan to go up. And I think this is a nice way to uh, keep the spirit going from the conference in last October. And if you have an opportunity to either attend an academy where you live or do one of these one-day events, um, I'd strongly uh, encourage you to do so because it's, it's just uh, a great opportunity. So, Jay, you talked about sort of the formal presentation, but I'd now like you to turn to the to the informal, to the uh, breakouts, to the uh, uh, not the breakouts, but the breaks, uh, the lunches, the before and after. Did you find that the time that uh, you could get together with your colleagues, uh, albeit a shorter time than a, than a full uh, SCCE Compliance and Ethics Institute, still valuable and good conversations around compliance, compliance programs, and compliance professionals? Yeah, um, I think it's just always good to put us compliance folks in a room because it's it's an opportunity to um, not only network but to benchmark and to talk about you know different issues that you're um, experiencing so it's it's always good networking but also to your point it, it is you know 
it's rather targeted. Uh, the networking breaks were only about 15 minutes and we only had about five of them. So I would have to say for those folks like myself who didn't want to jump into 405 traffic on a Friday afternoon at 430, um, the group of us that, that gathered in the bar area and had a cocktail really had an opportunity to take a deeper dive, learn more about each other. And, uh, you know, I've got at least 10 new folks that I've linked in with already that we're going to uh, continue the conversation going forward. Jay, the other thing that uh, struck me when you were going through the highlights was the breadth of industries and um, different types of companies that uh, both presented at the event and those uh, that you met uh, on the more informal sessions. It sounds like uh, it wasn't really limited to entertainment or to tech or some of the other very large industries that we associate with uh, both Northern and Southern California. Yeah, I think that's a a great insight. Um, We had a a fair amount of folks who were there from the uh, pharmaceutical field. So um, we have uh, a company called Amgen that's out in um, Thousand Oaks. We had somebody there from the Jet Propulsion Laboratory out of uh, Pasadena. And we had folks um, from Western Digital, from Boeing. Um, We had some folks who made the trek out from San, uh, San Diego. Um, we had people from Sempra uh, Energy, which is uh, the local utility down in San Diego. So, um, like you said, uh, not only was there a, um, a breadth of different companies, but uh, certain companies send multiple folks. So it was nice to like have an actual department there too, and have different people with um, you know multiple responsibilities. Some who were definitely within the, trans- uh, the ethics and compliance function, but some of them who were even there from marketing or associated fields. And uh, that was another point that the LRN um, presentation made was that, you know, this is not only just something uh, that your ethics and compliance department does, but there really is an opportunity to collaborate cross-functionally in an organization. So how do you involve legal? How do you involve marketing? How do you involve HR? and get them all to be stakeholders in ethics and compliance and having it stop being just a single discipline, but just how we uh, spoke about the other day, how you can leverage different data sets from within an organization. If you're able to leverage everyone's expertise on how to not only come up with the best program, but how to sell it and how to market it internally and externally, those are going to be some of the secrets to success. Well, Jay, uh, this has been a great supplemental uh, podcast on This Week in FCPA, and I really appreciate you taking the time on uh, this very busy Saturday uh, in between football games to uh, to visit with us and report on the SCC Day Conference. Uh, perhaps I should do uh, something similar uh, after the Utilities and Energy Conference, but we both will uh, look forward to attending the next day conference. I wanted to thank you again. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this special supplemental edition to This Week in FCPA. If you have any questions of Jay, I would uh, uh, you can rather email him at jrosen at affiliatedmonitors.com. You can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Thanks again for listening to this special supplemental edition of This Week in FCPA. I hope you will join us again next Friday on February 2nd, where we review the uh, week's comings and goings in FCPA compliance and ethics. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. This Week in FCPA is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>